Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Hospitality MD. I'm Kyle, and today I welcome our guest, Jonathan Fabietti, who is currently a guest services representative at the Courier by Marriott in New York. Where exactly are you at? Um, so I am located on Long Island, New York, um, in the t- in a town called Westbury. Okay, cool, cool. And uh, I understand you've only been at this property for a few months now, right? I have. So it's been a it's been about a little over a month right now. Um, uh, I love it so far. Everybody that I work with is incredibly nice. Um, it's it's incredible. And, you know, the reason that we found you actually and we're able to bring you onto the show, I'm actually going to pull up the post that uh, that we used to, well, that kind of uh, led us to you here in the first place. So this is something you posted about uh, maybe a little over a week ago. Um, and mm-hmm. it said, expect the unexpected. Less than a week ago, I had my first front office meeting. It was very informative and I felt that I contributed a lot to the meeting. At the very end, my manager said in front of everyone that people should follow my example when it comes to helping guests and dealing with certain complaints. She went on to acknowledge that all that I have done in less than a month of employment at this property, I did not anticipate this happening at all, especially in front of every department head and member of the front office team. In just less than a month, I've received written recognition from 11 guests, not including the countless voicemails my manager has received about my ability to go above and beyond. On top of that, I've provided sales with 12 lead forms, which has resulted in tremendous amount of business. Being recognized like this in such a short amount of time is truly a blessing. It makes me want to work harder than I already am. Time to bring that same energy into 2020. Yes. I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Look, thank you so much. Um, yeah, that that was uh, you know, that really spoke volumes as to the kind the the kind of manager that I have too. That the fact that like she's acknowledging like all the, all of the stuff that like we do on a on a consistent basis was re- I'm really I'm really thankful to have like a leader like that because it makes me when I eventually go into a management position, it makes me want to set that example for my, for the staff that I'm I'd be working working up with. And I guess like on paper and at least from what it sounds like that's every uh front office manager that's every hotel manager's dream come true to have their new associates start and then to get 11 positive reviews in like three and a half weeks of working at the property and you know to have all those voicemails and everything like that it's like you start it and you're constantly on your manager's radar for for doing positive things now I'm sure you work with a lot of people where you notice that this isn't the case for every single person who works there. Is that right? Well, yeah, I was, I don't, I wouldn't say that honestly. I mean, the staff that I, the staff that I work with, I've told my manager on numerous occasions is probably the best staff I've ever had to, I had to work with um, because everybody's really genuine about the way they present themselves and they genuinely care about, uh, again about serving serving the guests and making sure that they have the best experience possible i mean that's i mean that's the marriott way too i mean it was every guest every time and that's always been a motto of mine too so i'm glad i'm in an environment where everybody is on the same page when it comes to providing the best service we possibly can for our guests now like from a culture standpoint in the hotel what key components in like the overall hotel culture have you noticed makes it, um, I guess, uh, opportunities for for blowing the guest away and opportunities for people like you to shine and to thrive? Like what about the hotel makes it easy for you to succeed? Well, I think it's just the supportive nature of our of our leadership too. What was it? A lot of like our leadership like makes us want to want to do our job. Not not by way of incentives or anything, but like the the attitude that people have. It's the uh, you know, as they say, the, a positive attitude is contagious any everywhere. So I, I think that's part of it. I also think that another another part of it is just just everybody's mind again everybody's mindset is just very positive and we're you know as they say like working the front office you're on stage you have to provide provide the best service possible too and i think just the the mindset of that alone everybody's everybody's incredibly motivated to do that the the best that they can 
That's that's fascinating to me. And this is something that like, you know, I think Greg and I and, and Chris, we've been trying to really figure that out here at Hospitality MD, like what in all these examples where people are are able to provide great hospitality or, or places are winning, what is the difference? And I think, um, you know, uh, I think Greg and myself would both agree. We've seen some parallels across different people that we've talked to <clears throat> regarding their organizations. We've worked in organizations where it's, you know, that those same opportunities are there. I think, you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, it's not like we have all these incentives that make us want to do our job. The incentive is just, we're surrounded by positive people every day. Right. You know, it's everybody wants to do the same thing, which means that it doesn't sound like you have any negative, negative people on your team that are bringing you down or, or anything like that. Right. And what was it? Honestly, honestly, what was it? I mean, I've, I've worked with properties where it's been like the exact opposite, but like, on, but like, honestly, I don't even let that bother me because it's like, I know what I do is a good, like, I like, I know what I do is a good job. And I, what was it? I'm not going to let somebody else's nonsense bring me down because not only does that look bad for the team, it looks bad in, in the face of the guest. Like I said, you're on, you're on stage. You can't, you can't have that kind of attitude. In, in a workplace, you have to be positive for the betterment of your business as well as the betterment of, of your relations with your coworkers. Like, what do you think um, from, from a standpoint of staying positive helps? Because I think a lot of times we see people who, you know, I guess become cynical or disillusioned over the course of their um careers maybe they start out positive and then over time they kind of fall off and i know you're relatively new and uh you know green in your career but what has worked for you to stay positive despite all the you know obviously apparent challenges that come with working in an environment like a hotel so so one thing uh that i've uh, so way back in the day when i was about 16 years old i used to work as a camp counselor for a, for a summer camp that I went to for my entire life. And um, one of the, uh, you know, it's a different way to think, think about it, honestly, but the owner of the camp uh, looked at us the first day of orientation and he looked at us and said, you know, people won't remember what you said. They'll remember what you did and how you made them feel. So I, so relating that to staying positive, if I'm doing, if I'm staying positive, I'm going to make the guests feel good. And I, if I'm staying positive, guests are more inclined to come back because it's a more co- it's a comfortable environment and it's very home-like and people will want to be around that environment. And, you know, some people don't like traveling a lot and people have, have a t- especially families, kids have a tough time. Some kids have a tough time uh, going out of state or go just even going out of town. Um, I just think that being positive and being that person to provide like a very comfortable feeling to everybody is the best way to, to handle certain situations. Like I'll give you an example. Um, when I was, I worked at a Marriott before a couple of years ago where I was, I was uh, part-time as a bellman and we had this family come in from floor, from all the way in uh, Tallahassee and the mother used to live in, I think it was a uh, Wantaw of Long Island. And the the youngest son, who was about four years old, was the shyest kid that I've that I've ever met in my entire life. I got down to his level, uh, gave him a lollipop or whatever, and we became best friends that entire weekend. To this day, um, before he left, he gave me a shell with his name on it, Zachary, and I keep it to this day too to remind me uh, why I'm why I'm in this field and why I do what I do. Was that like? one of the first moments that you were like, okay, you know what, maybe I stick with this or like, maybe I have like a knack for this sort of thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, when I saw, when I saw that, when I experienced that and the, the parents were super grateful too, they, they was, I mean, I kind of learned that in the, from summer camp and my mom also works as a preschool special ed teacher. So um, you have to be very patient 
was in that kind of kind of environment. So I, I think I get my patience and empathy from my mother. Um, she's somebody I look up to with tremendous amounts of respect because of what she does and how she handles certain situations. I learned from her throughout it all too. And I guess like that would lead me to to kind of uh, segue into my next question, which is like, let's go back like before your hospitality career even started, you know, back to as far as you can remember in the past. Mm -hmm. What what are some instances or one moment of you feeling hospitality for yourself that you think has maybe set you up or made you more apt to to be somebody who works in a position where you have to be with people all the time and you have to provide hospitality? Well, Kyle, I've always been the one uh, the one person in my school who doesn't like seeing people upset. I'm very uh, knowledgeable to like when people are upset and it, it irks me. Like I it genuinely I genuinely don't feel good when other people are upset. I've always been the one to lend a helping hand. Um, not only that, or what was it? I went to was I went to was a summer camp where I it was a teen travel camp where we would travel all over the nation. I've also been to Chicago, or was it where, where you're based out of? And I, I actually took a I took a I took a train to Chicago. That, that was a that was a fun trip. But oh, what besides, an adventure! Oh my goodness! And and to, but besides that, I mean, just like going around, meeting different people on throughout the nation and just traveling and being the one to help people and make, make people's uh, memories uh, like last forever in a happy way is just something that I've really taken a passion for. I figured that hospitality was the, uh, the best uh, career for me because of the person that I am. And and it seems like you're, you're certainly excelling so far. Um, you you have your degree right now or you're still finishing that so i am a year out of school i just got my bachelor's degree in uh, hospitality management so it's a generic it's the generic hospitality degree but i focus my i concentrated focus uh solely on hotel management and i I got a minor in business administration out of it too which is nice i'm planning on going back to, to uh sometime uh within the next couple of years of my career we'll see how it goes um so for my, because my school offers an executive master's in business administration, and that's definitely something I want to pursue because um, I, I love the front office and all. Um, I think I see myself personally in, in more of a sales sales environment because what was it? Uh, I don't know if I I don't know if I mentioned to you. I used to work at uh, the Garden City Hotel, which is a AAA Four Diamond Forbes recommended property, and I I did really well over there too. Um, and was it one of the things that? I'm forever th- forever thankful for them over there uh, for teaching me is how to uh, how to upsell. Now, for for those of you who, who are beginners in the hospitality industry, upselling is when, like for example, get, uh, guests come in and they have a standard room and you pitch them pitch them a room upgrade for a nominal fee. In the span of like a year at that property, I brought them in forty thousand dollars just by doing that, and just just as a guest service representative. So I feel that I would excel more in a sales environment. Than I was than I would the front desk because of what I do in regards to generating revenue for for the property. I mean, like I mean, like you said in that post that I that I uh, posted on LinkedIn. I mean, I brought in like 11, 11 lead forms for sales, so I'm giving them the possibility to bring in value to the organization. I guess, um, like, if if I can put you on the spot here, yeah, give me your best, give me your best upsell pitch. All right, so let's say let's say you come in. Let's I love it. I love it. And they, oh, they, yeah, this is wonderful. Now, so let's say you come in. You kind of say, "Hi, I'm checking in." So, so I'll make I'll make conversation with you. You want to find out what, like, what what brings you here? Uh, what brings you to the hotel? Oh, I'm here with some family or whatever. Um, I was like, "Oh, well, if you're interested, I see that you're in a, a, our standard room at the King Size Bed." We do have availability for an upgrade to our penthouse level where there's where there's a nice balcony. It's an exclusive floor for the guests, so it's nice and quiet. There's also a, a concierge lounge where we include cookie, cookies for the kids and little breakfast treats in the morning, as well as orange juice, uh, cookies at night, as well as snacks. You know, normally I see that you're paying this rate, 
but normally the room goes for this amount of money, I'll gladly give it to you for an extra hundred dollars on the rate that you're paying. And it's usually like a, a nominal fee. And and norm was it about eighty five percent of the time people take it because they're there with the families too. Yeah, and I think um, especially for the the location because the Garden City is also on Long Island, correct? Correct. So. I'm sure the rate may be a little bit more reasonable than if you're staying in like Manhattan, for example. Uh, oh, so yes, maybe if somebody's coming to New York as a family for a vacation, they're like, you know what? We can't afford to stay in Manhattan. We're going to stay on Long Island and just travel to like the places we want to see. Maybe they want to ball out a little bit on a room upgrade. You know, they, I think, yeah, especially when you're with your family or whatever you, you, you want that extra space. And I think that the fact finding part of it, finding out why they're here, it's, that's going to help you make the pitch. That's going to help you sell that room upgrade to them. And, and I think like a common misconception that I think is worth addressing, you know, while we're on the subject is, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard hoteliers state that, you know, all oh, uh, upsell pitches are, uh, um, you know, cancerous to hospitality when you're checking somebody in upsell pitches, they completely destroy the vibe of the check in, you know, so on and so forth. However, I think if you look at it through the lens of a guest, you're actually providing them with an opportunity to better their stay. And and you can almost make or break somebody's stay just by you know, giving them the opportunity to do something that they didn't even know they had the opportunity to do in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to, uh, what was it? You, I mean, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, I just think also that you don't want to come off as like, like money hungry too. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you, you, you like you want to enhance their stay. Like I, I only did it solely because like, you know, you're, you're here with your family. Like why, why, why not enjoy like, the family vacation for the, for the weekend? Lose it by, with this room upgrade, you'll be paying less than what you would normally pay for for this t- this kind of room, and you, you're getting a whole bunch of a bunch of stuff out of it that the kids will love, and the kids will even want to come back to the property too. So it's more of like a rela- relations uh, relations side, customer relations side of it that I that I looked at it as. Now, having said that too, generically learning how to sell things is crucial in in business as a whole, not just hospitality. That's why I mean. That's why I say I'm forever grateful for the Garden City Hotel for for teaching me how to do that because it honed my skills as a representative, and it it was just the most incredible experience. And one of the things that another thing that I really like is like I learned the importance of communicating a product to somebody. And like you know when you're selling when you're selling something, you want to be confident uh, and confident and passionate about the thing that you're selling. Nobody's going to buy anything if you're really monotone about it well um i guess you could argue that every day when you you know you gotten those 11 and counting you know name mentions on positive reviews since you've been at the courtyard you've mm-hmm. generated lead forms all you're doing is selling at this point that's all exactly. you're doing you're you're selling yourself you're selling your your property and product you're selling your your property's reputation um, and it sounds like you're also to a certain extent helping to sell rooms as well with those lead forms. Um, have you, have you worked in, um, hotel sales specifically, like aside from like the room upgrades and upselling at the front desk, have you had the opportunity to in an in internship capacity or anything like that, have any exposure to the hotel sales process? Well, I, I haven't, but was it, I know that a lot of sales managers at different properties show rooms to guests and tell them about all of the amenities that we offer, which is why I also say that guest service representatives are your best forms of salesmen because they have to know everything about the hotel, what time the, the breakfast hours are for the food and beverage, or what time's the pool open, is the gym 24 hours, um, what, what, what do you guys do in regards to room blocks? Can you show me, can you show me a room that, that uh, would be considered a bride and groom suite? Um, so, I mean, I, I, again, I haven't worked in, in a, a sales environment itself, but there are plenty of different aspects 
of that the sales department does minus the whole creation of the the block and the uh, the beos and everything that i've had to do on a consistent basis uh, probably a little close to two years now and i think like it's important that you recognize that because like a lot of times what you see and like greg and i have seen it time and time again is like your <laughs> your best front desk agents typically get taken and they go to either like a sales role or they'll go to another property or, or, you know, and maybe they move up in a front office management capacity, but front office is, um, as Greg told me once on like my first week of working in a hotel ever, the central nervous system of the hotel. And mm -hmm. that's, I think that's wholeheartedly true anything that you do in the front office will set you up. You have to know a little bit about everything, like you mentioned. So front office, you are to a certain extent, housekeeping sales reservations, you know, uh, maybe not so much engineering, but you're still helping to diagnose problems when the guest has them, you know, you're, you're doing a little bit of everything. And I think that's why, you know, I usually recommend that people start out in front office is as much as they possibly can so they can get a feel for everything in the depart in the hotel and then decide okay you know what through the front desk i've gained exposure to this department and now i want to explore that a little bit more it's almost like getting to taste everything while working in one job well also it was imagine working a night audit by yourself too where you are everybody in, in, in itself as, like as a whole your your housekeeping if somebody needs extra linens you're going up and changing and helping them change the beds and everything i've had to do that at this property already um was it there's a t if there's a tv issue um was it, you need extra batteries for the remote i'm the guy going up to uh was if somebody has a complaint i have to make the judgment call as the, the last the only representative at the property as the, like if there's compensation that needs to be rewarded and you and usually and usually most of the times it's like you know i, I get it completely like we're in the wrong like I'll, co I'll compensate you some way um was it but like you're absolutely right like it's like you have to know you have to know everything in order to physically move up and yeah well um what do you so you work overnights right now or are you kind of doing both or how does that look for you I do whatever I'm needed to, honestly. <laughs> so I'm an I'm an all around guy. I like making people's lives easier. So I mean, if you, I mean, there's no restraint to my schedule now, honestly, because uh, you know, I mean, it's like if you need, if you need me in a certain in a certain shift, like by all means, put me in a certain shift. Um, what is it? It it works out too because my girlfriend also works in the hospitality industry, and we're all, we're we're still able to make uh, time for each other, which is awesome. She works at a hotel Indigo uh, with IHG out in Brooklyn. Oh, nice, nice. What does she do there? So, oh, she, you know, it's it's interesting that you ask. She's actually a front office manager over there, and so it's like it's it's like I have a per personal manager and a professional manager in the business field too, because I learned a lot from her. She taught she taught me all about the Marriott standards because uh, as when I'm off from work because she used to work for uh, like a Four Point Sheridan locally and. I taught her how to use opera property management system because I came from a property who knew how to use, the, <laughs> who used opera and micro. So it was a win-win give or take. Man, that's uh that's pretty cute. I love it. Hospitality, uh, romance. I love it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Jonathan, for any, anybody out there who's struggling, cause we see this so much, where you know it seems like hospitality is it, it almost it's hard for people to provide genuine hospitality i'll be the first to admit it. it can be very very difficult to provide genuine hospitality in a hotel type of environment given all the variables and the corporate stuff that happens all around that what is your secret if you will to driving positive reviews at your property and how do you maintain hospitality when you have all these other variables taking place around you 
Well, the, now, how, in regards to my secret to uh, generating all of these reviews and everything about these positive reviews about the property, um, one of the things that I do is if I'm helping a guest uh, throughout the uh, throughout their stay, and I'm I, I just so happy to be checking them out. They're like, oh, hey, Jonathan, I'm I'm just want to let you know I'm checking out. I'll ask them, hey, how was everything? If they're raving about their entire stay, I'll give them a business card and. Hey, listen, um, you know, was it, I'm so glad you enjoyed your stay. If you, if you don't mind, no pressure at all. Give us, give us a little review on, online. And Marriott usually sends a survey at the end, at the end of your stay to the email that you provide us. It would be great if we can get to, get your feedback on your stay. And most of the time they'll do that, which generates, which generates uh, an increase in the GSS scores. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the second the second part. So the question. second one was, you know, uh, hotel environments, as you know, you may have have noticed, um, can oftentimes be challenging environments to provide consistent hospitality in because of, you know, different variables like, for example, staffing levels. If you mm -hmm. are working like how many rooms is the Garden City? The Garden City Hotel had 268 rooms in total. So say, you know, you have 180 arrivals on a Saturday and it's all families coming in and there happens to be just you and one other person at the desk and the other person goes on break and it's just you and everybody comes in. Like that would be an example of like a variable that could prevent you from being able to provide the best hospitality in your nature. How do you fight that? Um. So honestly, like I take each honestly with that with that kind of uh, that kind of scenario specifically, I would just take it one guest at a time because you know that there you know that there are going to be people waiting, um, what was it, and waiting for to be checked in and everything. And you 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 have to treat each guest the same the, the same as possible. So my advice my advice would be if you're in like a high stress scenario, uh, where you're where you're dealing with a lot of people waiting all at once. First thing you got to do is always remain calm. First of all, the the second thing that I would do too is just treat everybody. You know, what was it my my dad said told me one thing: is treat everybody as if they as if they were your family. Or like in this case, my grandfather was somebody I really looked up to, who was like very humble about about him himself as a whole. And he's somebody that I really respected. So my dad looked at me and was like, treat everybody as if if they're your grandfather which is something that spoke volumes to me because I treat my grandfather, I, taught, I, taught, I taught, treated my grandfather with the highest amount of respect. And that goes the same for your staff too. You wanna to treat everybody, be kind to everybody and be respectful to everybody. So doing that one at a time, like, you know, people, people will have to wait and like people will understand too that they're gonna to have to wait if, they, like, if, they, if you're the only, if they see that you're the only person there and you're, you're helping a, a line that's out the door for, for guests. So, I mean, I think people will get the understanding of that. I just think that your biggest, the biggest advice I can give is just treat everybody the same and as kind and respectful as possible and do whatever you can to make them happy. I, I really, really love that advice because it takes the complications out. Um, you know, when you're, when you have a line of people out the door, nothing you really do or stress about or think about can really change that. So the only thing you can do is continue to do what you do best, which is be nice to every single person that walks in the door, show everybody the dignity and respect that they deserve and make sure that you're making up for that long wait in the line and showing them, yeah, this is, this is why I chose to stay at this hotel. This is why I trusted you with my lodging needs while I was in town because of this guest interaction right here or you know uh you know this jonathan made up for for this you know 20 minute wait in line now granted you know sometimes not you know a friendly check-in you know even the most stressed or anxious of travelers you know maybe you won't appreciate that but then from there it's about everything after that that you can do to help make up for it exactly and i agree with you wholeheartedly so um you've you've been in the industry about two years pretty fresh out of college to a certain extent and you've been able to see the industry in 2019 2018 with a 
fresh set of eyes, what do you think the biggest opportunities in hospitality and hotels are moving forward into 2020 and into the next decade? What do you think we need to address as an industry? Um, as an industry, I think we need to address, um, you know, I, I honestly, I have, I haven't actually thought about that question. Um, I think we need to be a little more empathetic to what our guests, uh, want in a certain sense. Um, I feel like, the, I feel like we should, that selects, I think that select service properties should start, should start being more of like a of like a luxury like a luxury setting where they're providing like service that you would see in a in like a Forbes five star property or or triple A triple A four diamond five diamond property. Um, I just think that like following those examples more will will make the industry a lot better. I just I just think that we could that like, everybody could improve on the level of service that we provide. Um, I I mean I've seen a couple of things where like where like people. Um, or like if I was, I worked somewhere where uh, my co my coworker uh, had, had, like provided guests who were waiting with a bottle of water, and they got he got reamed out for it. So I'm like, so I'm thinking to myself, why would why Wait, like why? <laughs> what? Yeah, wild, absolutely wild. So like so they're waiting. So this 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 couple comes in, and my coworker went to help help them or whatever. Oh, if you want to have a seat, my sales manager will be will be right over to help you. Or would you like a bottle of water or anything? Yeah, sure, that'd be great. Coworker gets him a bottle of water. My was a manager looks at him. Why would you get him a bottle of water? My coworker goes, Why wouldn't you get them a bottle of water? Wow. Yeah. yeah so that's I, I think being more receptive and more hospitable to people is definitely something uh, you we should all be more aware of. Um, you know, I mean, flip the roles. How how would you feel? If uh, if you was it like if you offered if you were offered a bottle of water while you waited, you know what I mean? I would I would feel great. Yeah, and like honestly, like it's for me, especially like looking at it through through my lens at this point. I know I'm I'm definitely biased at, at you know at this time, you know, based on my experience and just my overall thoughts about hospitality in general, but being offered a bottle of water to me is not an above and beyond sort of thing. That's like, it's a standard. That is your most basic. Like if somebody walks into your hotel, there should be no questions asked if they should receive a bottle of water. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I just thought that instance, I was just on my wise widened. I widened. I was just couldn't even believe it. That's like almost unfathomable that somebody in a leadership role would take that away, take that moment away from somebody who's trying to be nice to somebody. Now that that coworker that you mentioned is going to like because of that one instance where the manager may have forgotten about that it even ever happened or never even thought twice about it, that agent is now going to be likely have some sort of anxiety about giving water bottles to guests or going even that, you know, extra mile, if you want to call it that, you know, with the guest, because well, not even that too. It's like, him. Yeah. Well, not even that too. It's like, even if, if this, this agent decides like, Oh, you know, I want to go to another property. They have that vision painted in their, their head that like, Oh, like, we shouldn't be doing this. No, you should be. You should be doing this. You're supposed to be nice and kind to everybody. That's that's not a, that's not a question. I, I I was just kind of surprised by it all. And it's it's unfortunate because that sort of thing seems to, you know, granted it's not obviously not every property, but it, it's something that is certainly, I believe, widespread across the industry. Is these sort of things are happening on a daily basis. Um, do you, have you ever thought about or, or considered a role in, in an operations type of capacity and being in a position where you can directly empower people who are, would be in your position that you are in now and, you know, empower the guest service representatives 
to provide that and to drive tangible service results across your across your property. Um, you know, I, I I guess one of the things that that I've noticed uh, and I think we need to address in 2020 is to stop promoting the wrong people into leadership roles, especially leadership roles that <laughs> you have an entire team under you of people whose only job is to provide service to the guests and the person leading them is, I, I guess, not even on the same page. Like if that person yeah. can't provide genuine hospitality to their team or to a guest or is their mind is somewhere else, we're promoting people who, who, who don't actually care about hospitality. And I, I believe that's something that needs to stop as we go into the new decade. Oh yeah, no. What was it? Relate, relating to your first question, that's also why I'm so hesitant to go into a sales environment, because I was it. I want to be. I also like while I do excel in the sales environment, like, like generating revenue for like upsells and everything. I also want to be the person who's like in charge of like the overall quality of the of the service that the property provides whether it's a like an operations director of operations or a, gen, or a general manager i just i'm providing quality service is something that i've been consistently passionate about and i i just don't think that what was it uh i would be doing a disservice to myself as, as a person if i wasn't if i didn't see myself in a position where i wasn't in charge of that I mean, granted, like if you would be happier in, in a sales uh, direct like sales department or, or, you know, you feel like that's where you excel most and you and you want to do that, you know, honestly, like at this point, maybe just try both. You know, why not? You have so much time on your hands. There's no oh, yeah. limit to what you you can and can't try and experiment with and see where where you fit in. Um, however, but from from me to you, like aside from the podcast aside from everything that's going on, like from, from Kyle to Jonathan, I, I think that, you know, there is a disparity and there is a, a, at least I feel like, you know, there's definitely a large need for the right kind of managers leading these teams. And, um, you know, I feel like it's, yeah, I'm 22 by the way. So, we're we're very close in age here and i feel like it's it's up to to it's up to us it's up to everybody to um to take the industry in a little bit of a new direction because i don't i don't believe that as a whole the current ecosystem is working for hospitality right. um especially in a world that ironically needs more hospitality than it ever has yeah we're the future of the industry i mean you're tw you're 22 i'm 24 we got our whole we got our whole lives ahead of each other. So I feel like, like, th this podcast itself is a great step step in the right direction because this is the only podcast that I I know of personally that focuses solely on providing genuine service for our guests. And I I'm I just I just think that this this whole podcast itself is an incredible way to get the get the ball rolling. Now I also now I also wanted to bring up a, a point that I just thought of regarding like what do we need to what do we need to change in the industry? Give candidates a chance, you know, in the in the hiring process. That that's something that I that I've that I'm very passionate about. You know, if they don't, have, you know, you're if you're looking for a sales an entry level sales position and they have experience just at the front desk, give them the chance don't just deny them deny them the job because they they don't have experience in a sales department you don't know if they're gonna you don't know if they're gonna not do well or, or do well well and and that that's something that i've increasingly become more passionate about as well because i didn't realize how bad it was until 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 recently i feel like as far as the um not giving the right people or somebody that you're you have a gut instinct that is the right person an opportunity because of their experience excuse me and a lot of times what you'll see is the reason for that is 
you know, oh, we don't have the uh, we don't have the money to to spend time training that person. We just need somebody who can come in and just get started. And you know, have they used the system before, or oh, are they fluent in this? Okay, yeah. So that you know what, we should probably go with that person because we just can't afford to train them. And and with that being said, I just I don't believe that there's there should be no questions after after that sentiment is portrayed and that sentiment is has been manifested i don't think there should ever be any questions as to oh i wonder um what what can we do to get the scores up like what's up with the scores or you know this and that it's like well it all starts when you hire somebody and if you are like shrinking your candidate pool to only people who have experience and then you can even shrink it down even further to only people who have that brand experience or only people who've been doing it for this long, you destroy your opportunities to excel and to shine because it's all in the people and the best people oftentimes have no experience at all because they don't have any bad habits that they've carried with them. That agent who worked for two years you know, with the manager who declined them the water bottle uh, or who yelled at them because they gave a water bottle to the guests who now is disillusioned and doesn't know how to provide genuine hospitality. Well, he has two years of experience going to hire him into a hotel because of that. And then he's not going to give hospitality to that guest. I think it's a ripple effect that we're seeing. It starts with yeah, it's not, empowering, it not empowering the, the team. So you have the people with experience who haven't been empowered don't know how to be empowered when they go to another property if they do decide to stay in the industry then you have talented people like yourself for example granted you that and you 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 were able to get yourself that experience but you know you there's a lot of people like you out there who are being declined positions because they don't have hotel experience or you know they haven't been doing this for a certain amount of time and then you know what? There are people like you are going to go to different properties where those those few properties that do let everybody work there because they they want to have the people rather than the experience. And you'll see those properties outperforming every other hotel that has said no. You have to have this amount of experience. I mean, I I, I just think it's cause and effect uh, across the entire industry and across markets as a whole. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think, yeah, I think the current state of what, what you were just talking about, it's disgusting. And you, you got to, like I was saying, you got to give these people a chance. And it's just, uh, I mean, I've seen, I've seen many different professionals who are, I believe, were over, like, overly qualified for the positions they were applying for. They were, get, they were even getting denied because they don't have the, the title. And that's a point I also want to bring up. The title doesn't mean that you're not qualified for the position too. The a title is just a title. If you're provide if you're providing genuine service or anything, I mean, I'm a guest service representative. Does that mean I? Does that mean I'm I would make a bad manager if I if I was didn't have the title? No. Like I mean, you see, like, <laughs> right? I mean, it's like I like. If you look at my LinkedIn profile, I like uh, underneath all of the titles that I have, I post all of the 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 media reviews that I get. Where it's like, would I would I make a would I make a good front office manager? Probably. Like you, you have to you have to you have to find out. But it's but it's like, I I, I just don't think the t like the title should define your your candidacy for a position for an opportunity. Yeah, and you know what. Um... A lot of the times, too, granted, there's a lot of um, certain technical things or 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 hard skills that need to be learned and acquired in order to successfully execute in the role of, say, a front office manager or somebody, you know, in a management position. But I think a lot of times, again, and this is like even taking it to a more like idealistic place, but it, companies don't want to they want to hire one person to do the job of multiple people. And, and at a certain extent, at a certain point with that, you sacrifice on one of the components there because nobody can do everything and nobody can be good at everything. So rather mm -hmm. than hiring you as the front office manager to 
drive the service results and to set a good example for the team, train, retrain, you know, all that stuff, and then give you an assistant who can, you know, maybe process the payroll or, you know, do the stuff that you probably don't want to be doing anyways, because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get you're it. probably not going to want to be bogged down with that sort of thing anyways. But granted, I've seen that happen at some hotels, which, you know, the property was run very well. And I've seen that where they actually just were like, you know what? Our, our department head is very good at, at, at driving the service and we don't want to take any time away from her doing that. So we're giving her an assistant to help her with the stuff that she doesn't need to be spending her time doing. And, and, and that was something that it completely changed my mindset to be exposed to that because I'd never seen that in another hotel before because people aren't doing it on a widespread basis. They're just like, oh, you're the front office manager. You are expected to be, you know, the, the, the uh, results driver for service, the administrative assistant for all the, you know, bullshit that you got to do for, you know, just general admin work for the office. You're expected to be the, you know, uh, operations champion as well for every nuance in the operation. I get all that. And you should have those, have those skills and be versatile in it. Right. But you know what? Sometimes you'll get better results if you give people the opportunity to focus on what they're best at. And and I think you'll, you'll see that as you move up as well, that, um, you know, that it, it, it does take multiple people to sometimes and, and kind of to specialize each person's role to really take that hotel from mediocre and pretty good to award-winning and, and amazing, you know? Yeah, it, I, it, and it all, I think it all goes down to one word, and that word is quality. If you're providing quality, if you're providing quality service, you have people that are going to be providing quality service. Then you're set. And I think that providing quality service is a, is directly cor- correlated to the amount of revenue that you bring in for the for the hotel. And that's something that I'm that I passionately believe in because. People are always going to want to do business at your hotel if you're if you're providing quality service. If you have the right people, if you have the right people that are that are people oriented, your business your business is going to thrive in the hospitality industry. That's my honest and firm belief. You really have to be a people person to to succeed in this field. I wholeheartedly agree with that, um, and I don't believe my mind could be changed at this point. Here at Hospitality MD, we recently interviewed Craig Poole, general manager of the Doubletree in Reading, and he has a just beautiful way about how he runs his hotels. And, you know, he mentioned his guest uh, satisfaction scores are in the mid-90s. He has 56% market share in his hotel market, in his one hotel, his rates always higher than the competition, but, and he he's very profitable and he's expanding and he made that all very clear, but did he go about it by saying, you know what? Yeah, we just got to cut these hours from the budget for this position, or you know what? We, we just can't afford to, to feed our employees a lunch every day. So we're going to cut that out because it's easier. You know what? We don't need an overnight bellman. We're just going to cut that position from the budget he didn't do that by, you know, trimming and trimming and trimming until there was nothing there. While all the competitors were doing that, he was busy hiring everybody who he thought was going to be good. Even if he didn't have a position for them, he was busy uh, talking with guests in the lobby and finding out where their, their problem opportunities were, and then actually going and fixing them with the team that he built. And that is how you win. And you, we've seen the thing when we interviewed, you know, Rupesh Patel, which is a hotel owner. And he said he was, you know, kind of a strictly capitalism guy, you know, up until the recession, he was only focused on how much money is my hotel bringing in. The recession hit, he realized, oh, um, I can't think like that anymore. He changed his focus to hospitality only, and then let the money come from there. And, And you echo that exact same sentiment. I, I truly believe 
you do it for the right reasons, the money will come. And, and that's just all there is to it. I, I just, I've never seen a hotel that cuts and cuts and cuts be overly successful. Mediocrity yeah. is, all, is all you're going to get with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was the guy at the Double Street. He invested his time in his guests and his staff, and it, he, strate- he strategically made a smart decision because the re- I, the results show. I mean, he's his satisfaction scores. You said are in the mid He said are in the mid nineties, and he's got over over half the market share. So he's he's already, he's thriving enough as it is because of providing that genuine service and for investing the time and, and for genuinely making time for his staff and investing in their and investing and honing their skills as, as professionals in the field. That's how, that's how it's done. Well, and I think uh, kind of, cause you mentioned like, like the hiring the, you know, the candidates and limiting that candidate pool, he hires everybody 100% of the available candidates. He is open to, people who have are homeless people who've been to prison like he hires everybody no matter where they come from and i think that's also a huge key that rather than looking because he the way he phrased it, he's like rather than most hotels who look at the top 20 percent of applicants and then you know meanwhile some hotels are only looking at the top five out of that 20 percent. he looks at 100 percent of everybody and builds the best team in the country because of it and 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 that's why like you see these these pioneers doing it i think you know through these conversations through you know it man like i feel like you're going to do great things in this industry and i'm hoping that you know in the next few years this ripple effect will happen where you know you are already leading uh, uh, the stride in, in your hotels. You're already taking charge and showing that the results come with good service. You keep pushing that. You get a new hire. You train them. They have potential. They do the same thing. They go to a different property. And I think just one person, one hotel, one gas station, one business at a time, you know, the world will be more hospitable. Oh, I well. Thank you, thank you for the kind compliments. By the way, and I again, I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, something that I something that I saw um, recently. My sister's a nursing student at the uh, University of Delaware. She's getting her degree in uh, May. Um, she worked at a she worked at a hospital, and um, they they refer to the the patients as guests. Hmm. I I was I have never seen that or heard of that in my entire life. And the reason, you know, I, I asked my professor about it recently because I keep in contact with my the chairman of my department. She told me that that's that's now become trying becoming a standard in the in the hospital uh, in the hospital uh, businesses in all of the hospitals because they're trying to promote like a better environment. You see what I'm saying? Where it's like they're not just patients; they're they're guests of the hospital. And, and that's fascinating because I actually uh, – I, I didn't know that myself either. That I didn't know this was a trend that hospitals were trying to go into as well. Um, I love it, by the way. I think that's awesome. Somebody recently just um, uh, commented on um, one of my Hospitality MD posts on LinkedIn was like, oh, Hospitality MD, like very similar to how – you know, MD, very similar to how it's going from healthcare to like, and dealing with your injuries and, and your, you know, your ailments and solving that versus how do we, you know, make it a holistic experience for the individual, you know, and I, and I think that that makes me optimistic for the future of hotels and for every business rather than focusing on, okay, are we accommodating this guest immediate need to not be homeless for the night? Mm-hmm. Are we actually focusing on on making it a beautiful and peaceful and anxiety free experience for that person? And exactly. are we doing the same at again the gas station, at the dentist office, at you know the uh, car dealership? And I think eventually we'll start to see it because before long, it's 
transactions will not be enough to main, maintain a business. I don't believe because you can do all those transactions in instantaneously online or at any number of places, but you, you can't feel whole and you can't feel like anxiety free by going just anywhere by doing it online. And I, and I think eventually those brands that build that up will be the only people who can actually <laughs> sustain a, a real thriving business going into the next several decades and beyond that. Yeah. And no, I, I completely agree with you. It's, it's, you know, it's, we're, we're starting to see like a shift in culture where most of the market is looking for the experience more. It is like the, the actual it, like hotel hospital itself. Everybody wants the experience and like, you know, in the world of social media, everybody wants to post on the gram, uh, their, what they're doing. And was it, that's something I also want to say. Social media plays a huge, huge, huge role in the way in the way that your that your business succeeds now. Because I mean, that, I mean back in the day, was it before we were even born, or we were even born, there wasn't anything like TripAdvisor or like uh, like Medall- MGS or Medallia. Sure. It was more. It was more word of mouth. And was it the, the fact that like people could go online and look at look at reviews of the property and read some of the stuff that people are saying? It is now more crucial that your scores are the highest they can be because the higher the higher your scores, the more people are going to see that and be like, "Oh, hey, I got to try this now." Or like if you like, for instance, if you're in a restaurant and you see some some good food. I mean, I, I post I post all the good food that I eat to my Instagram and Snapchat all the time. I mean, who doesn't? But like, oh yeah, you gotta gotta, gotta show what's on your plate. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's more the experience. Uh, what was it? Uh, so, for example, at the Garden City Hotel, they there are two restaurants on property called uh, the King Bar by David Burke and the Red Salt Room by David Burke. The King Bar is uh, so they're both run by celebrity chef David Burke, who was on who's on like the food network for like iron chef and everything. Um, he has this uh, signature appetizer that he has called candy bacon on a clothespin line. And it's David Burke is known for his unique way of pre- preparing his, his, his dishes where he puts a uh, candy bacon, he puts it on a legitimate clothespin line and they torch it right in front of you. Nice. It is, and I, cool. It's the experience. And I'm sure everybody yeah. kind of like, with their phones, as you know, when he's when their servers coming up and torching it, they're like, you know, ready to to capture that moment. Yep. Order in portrait mode and everything. And I say all the power to everybody who does it. I know there's a lot of judgment surrounding, like, oh, like you know, some people they post too much on social media or like, you know, get you know, and I mm-hmm. I just don't buy it because it's like it's not like social media is like gonna go anywhere. You know, it's not like oh, it's leaving tomorrow or it's just a temporary sort of thing it's like i mean you found me through there yes and that's how we found like the majority of of the people that are on this show is is you know we've been able to interview people from across the country you know we're in chicago you're in new york um you know we have uh interviews scheduled internationally for for the new uh for the new year and like it's this is an opportunity to make a brand for yourself to um to there's no limitations at this point and and rather than capitalizing in it some people are are judging it and and i guess you know those individuals be mm-hmm. maybe fall behind it at some point um you know jonathan we're just about out of time here for the, for this interview i do want to give you the opportunity to say any last uh Anything you you want to say to end the interview? Anything you feel like you want to get off your chest and uh, and tell our listeners? Well, Kyle, I just wanted first of all, I just wanted to say thank you so much for your time and everything. You know, the fact that that I I am twenty four and you're twenty you're twenty two, and we're, we're both doing this is just an accomplishment in and of itself. So I just wanted to thank you first of all for giving me the platform to discuss my experiences so far as a year out of college. Um, I want to leave everybody with this. Be kind to everybody. Um, be pa- do do what you love. Do if you're if you're passionate about about serving guests, 
be the best possible customer service expert that you possibly can. And only time will tell where you go. And I, that's all I wanted to leave it at. Just be kind to everybody and do the, do, do work hard, be, be on time. Half of life is showing up and just be kind to everybody. I never, I never heard that half of life is showing up. That's cool. <laughs> more so, than, it's honestly more than half of it. And yeah, be nice and show up. That's, that's beautiful. Now, uh, where can our, our listeners find you? You've been, you've been posting a lot of good content recently. Uh, and I think, I think everybody here should have the opportunity to kind of see more from you. Uh, where can our listeners best contact you best follow your content and see your uh, career progression? So right now I'm currently only on LinkedIn at John was at Jonathan Fabietti. Um, I, I'm very active on LinkedIn because LinkedIn is is definitely a platform where professionals go to to get uh, stories related to their field. So if you wanted to connect with me on LinkedIn, by all means, uh, I, I'm open arms. Uh, I'm I'm in the in the process of starting a social media page on Instagram. Uh, keep Keep po- keep in touch on LinkedIn because I'll be po- I'll be posting information there, um, and as as of right now, it's what I have in store for 2020. All right. Well, hey, uh, Jonathan, thank you so much for for being with us. Your enthusiasm is infectious, and I am walking away today feeling just a little bit more hopeful for the future of the hospitality industry and for the world as a whole. Um, I, I don't think what they say about New Yorkers is true anymore. I think if if judged <laughs> by, uh, <laughs> by our conversation, uh, I'd say that you're you're one of the nicest people I've chatted with. So thank you so much for sitting down with us. And for all those listening, you have been listening to Hospitality MD. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you liked our episode, share it with a friend. And we'll see you next week. Thanks again, Kyle. Thank you so much, man.